Time now on Sky Sports Radio for Going Greyhounds for your daily update of the latest news and tips. Good morning and welcome to this edition of Going Greyhounds on Wednesday the 11th of November. It's uh, Mick Cowley here from Greyhound Racing New South Wales and before we look at some of the big events that we do have coming up over the next couple of days with Melbourne Cup Preludes tomorrow night at Sandown and the Dapto Middle Distance Championship Heats also to be held down there, we thought we'd basically have a bit of a chat to someone who's not as well known in the industry as some of the other trainers that we do get on but he's got a dog with a reasonably good chance tonight at Wentworth Park, a dog called Hammer Down who you would have heard of during the Million Dollar Chase series and we're joined this morning by Matt Adard. Matt, thanks for joining us this morning, mate. Hi Mick, how are you? Thanks for having me. Mate, very, very well, mate, very well. As I mentioned, Hammer Downs in the uh, in the free for all tonight at Wentworth Park. Um, it's come up with the the familiar rails draw. Had the rails draw in the Million Dollar Chase semi final. Yeah. Unfortunately, things didn't go as well in that. But how do you think he'll go tonight? Oh, look, you know, he's he's, he's probably not drawn ideal for him. You know, we'd probably prefer him to have a couple of out, out of wider boxes, but. Mate, he's, he's going really well. He's he's really well in himself, and he he's, he really looks amazing at the moment. And mate, he should fare quite well today if he if he steps out. And I guess that's the key. I, I remember. I think you also spoke with um, with Tommy Shelby's connections after Steve Withers after that race, that semi final, the million dollar chase. Steve actually considered that you you guys were the danger to him because of the speed you do show out of the boxes, but unfortunately, it just didn't work out on the night. Yeah, look. He, he can put really, really, really quick first first two sectionals together at pretty much any track, but he has got that 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 sometimes that little habit where he does not step out each time consistently. So that and that puts him puts him on the back foot in, in a lot of races. So you know that's the downside to his racing. So yeah, but but he, he's well and truly in it tonight. And he's had the one run since that semi-final. Uh, led for a long way at Wentworth Park in the free-for-all. Uh, just a bit of match fitness there? That's all it was, yeah. We, we struggled to get into a, a, a decent, um, a suitable track for him to trial. And just through injury after that million-dollar chase series uh, or semi-final, that we just... He was just short of maybe two runs. So, But he had to go around and have, a, have another crack at it. So, he, look, he fared himself really well, Um you know, when he was swinging for home, I knew, I knew he'd be getting tired, but um, he lasted probably longer than I, I probably expected. But uh, yeah, even even tonight, he'll go in a little bit. Um, he's probably still a, his next his best run is probably the one after this. But uh, yep. he's well and truly um, going to be ready for it tonight. I think. Matt, just a bit of history with the dog. He obviously uh, he came down to you for that semi-final series and stayed with you. But before that, he was with Tony Brett. How did uh, how did he end up with Tony? Look, we bought the dog from a Richmond Riches auction probably I think about 2017, and he was just a pup at the time, and um, you know, well bred. And at that time, I said to Tony, I said, look, I'd, I'd really like you to take this pup. I think he's going to be okay. And he shows he showed sort of early ability, but at the time, Tane was pretty full, and um, look, I hassled him and hassled him, and to his credit, he sort of, he sort of uh, twisted his arm, and he ended up taking him, and, you know, he, he went up there and was setting the world on fire, and, you know, fast dogs are the ones that get injured a lot, and mm-hmm. he suffered a few injuries, and you know, to Tony's credit also, he did keep him for nine months, um, just getting him right, and not racing him, and rehabilitating him, so, yeah, 
that's how it all ended up, basically. And he went, he stayed, he's been in Queensland all his life, pretty much. And um, he's, you know, he's fared quite well up there. And he's been in some big races, and he's been unlucky a lot. But you know, we thought we'd just get him. I spoke to Tony, and we thought we'd have a crack at the million dollar chase. He probably won't have a chance next year, and um, this would be his only only real crack. And yeah, we we had a had a throw at the stumps, and it didn't didn't work out. So we'll. Um, Tony's happy to keep him for us to keep him down here for another um, few races, and if we can, we'll try and get him into the megastar and see what happens from there. Right, so, is there a case perhaps that yeah, you might kind of alternate a bit depending where the big races are? Yeah, you might campaign him down here for things like the megastar, and then he may go back to Tony for a feature race up there, sort of thing. Yeah, that's right. We're going to just um, see what lies ahead for him, and you know, if if he's fit and well, we're going to shove him backwards and forwards with Tony and try and pick up, try and get him placed in a couple of feature races here and there. And, you know, he's he's only got about nine months' worth of racing at the top level within him. So we're just going to try and place him at the very best places we can, best races. So just to maximise his racing for the next uh, six to nine months. But he obviously hasn't been to Dapto yet, but um, you would imagine with the early speed that he's got a track like Dapto getting around that first corner in front and, and letting the, the drama happen behind you, it'd, it'd be a track that would probably suit him. Oh, absolutely, Mick. I think with, like I said before, if he if he can step out on any day and at any sort of two-turn tight track, he'll he'll fare himself really well. And he he normally rails really good at trials, but... On race days, he has had the tendency just to step a little wide off the rail in the first corner, and that does leave him a little bit vulnerable to dogs coming up the inside. But, mate, overall, like if you're out in front, normally he puts sort of three and four lengths on, on um, most fields when he's out in front, and it's hard for, hard for him to wind him back in, you know. So, mm-hmm. yeah, he'll fare quite well at that track. Mate, away from the racing side of things, you, know, you guys are... are really well and truly into the other side, the the breeding, the rearing, um, that side of things. You've got a property called Bianca Park Greyhounds up at Lidsdale near Lithgow. Mate, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, look, um, you know, uh, traditionally I've always bought my dogs from the auction and auctions and basically I had a lot of dogs rearing at certain places and, you know, this and that. So I ended up buying my own property out at Lidsdale um, and it's run under management uh, one of my trainers, Nathan uh, Bendich, is up there. He looks after all the dogs, and we've got a bunch of we've got about three staff up there working um, full time and part time. So yeah, like I'm in the meat industry, like the pet food um, meat industry. So I, um, you know, the dogs aren't going without anything. You know, they're getting all the very best, and you know, it was just an opportunity for me to 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 try and rear dogs a little bit better if I could. Um, for, for a few clients. It's a boutique sort of place. We only keep about sort of 50 dogs at maximum and at the moment we've got about 35 out there. So there's a little bit of room because dogs are coming and going at the moment. But, um, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's something we're trying to sort of do a little bit better and trying to just improve the industry a little bit. You know, we, we just we do rearing, we do whelping and we pretty much do a bit of, bit of racing now, you know. So... Um, eventually the racing side will sort of move on to a separate property but um, somewhere down the track but that, that property will just be like a bit of a nursery or a, and a breeding ground you know so Mate I, I guess that's the key to it too yeah the 
you, to have a successful dog, it's got to get a good start in life. You you can't you know, cut back on things when they're young. You've got to give them premium premium food, as you said, and mm. premium conditions for rearing and so forth. So you at least give them every opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, look, you know, you you've got to make sure the dogs, and that doesn't mean my own dogs. It means everyone's dogs, clients, whatever. Any dog that comes on the property needs to come off that property and go to a breaker or its next stage of its career and be ready to go. Um, so we've, you know, we've, we've got people that, clients that send their dogs to all different breakers around Australia and one of the, all the reports that we have coming back and, and it takes a lot of hard work to do this and it's just the dogs adapt to the, to the break-in period really easily. They're well handled. You don't have to, they jump in and out of trailers. They're, they don't really do many things wrong. So it makes the, the, the next process for the breaker or the person handling the dog really, really easy. So, and that's, that takes, a, like I said, it takes a lot of work and it takes a fair bit of manpower. But um, finally, the results are starting to come through now. And the, this last 12 months, the, all the pups that got broken in were all, the breakers were raving about them. So, um, as far as handling was, they might not—they not, they might not have been the fastest dogs at the at the track, but um, they've all been box work and handling work has all been spot on. You know, so it's good. Mate, I, I guess the proof of the pudding too is is when you get returned clients, and you have said you have mentioned that you have got people coming back to you, yeah, for returns, and and that's obviously a stamp of approval. Yeah, absolutely. Well, look, you know, you you, you judge it on. Your, your your results and you know the results in the rearing business of, of people coming back and um, you know it, like I, I keep saying it's it's, it's a hard gig any rarer out there knows it's, it's really hard to, to do this and it sort of took me by by surprise I thought it'd be a bit easier but um, it's really tricky and luckily we've got a, we've got a handful of clients we don't just can't, anyone can't just bring their dog there it's got to be you know it's got to be a, Got to have the right the right um, mentality and and the right idea for the client, and all the dogs come off that property 100. percent Well, mate, good luck good luck with that side of the uh, the sport, and good luck tonight with Hammer Down. Anyone who is interested can head to BiancaParkGreyhounds.com and, and find out some information, and contact details there. And and Matt, as I said, thanks for coming on this morning, having a chat, telling us a bit about your, your setup out there, and also a bit about Hammer Down. And uh, as I said, good luck this evening at Wentworth Park, mate. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for having me see you at the races, bud. Absolutely, mate. There was Matt Adard, who has uh, Bianca Park out Lithgow Way, but he also, importantly, has Hammer Down tonight at Wentworth Park in the free-for-all. Be very, very hard to beat off the red. Just quickly, we'll just wrap up quickly with the best bets for today. War Hope, race three, number four, Fabio Lass. Richmond, race four, number six, Leighton Energy. And Wentworth Park tonight, race five, number two, Freakish Ethics. We'll take a quick break here and then uh, be back with Dave Stanley a bit after 11 o'clock.